Welcome to the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Your host is the founder of HolidaysToSwitzerland.com and the Switzerland Travel Planning Facebook group, Carolyn Schonefinger. On this podcast, Carolyn will be joined by a variety of guests who share their knowledge and love of the country to help you plan your dream trip to Switzerland. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast. Recent episodes of the podcast have featured the holiday resort of Interlaken and the many excursions available in the Jungfrau region, including Jungfrau Jock and the Schilthorn. There's just so much to see and do in this picturesque part of Switzerland that it's one of the most popular holiday destinations in the country. In today's episode, we're going to dive a little deeper and learn more about the villages that make up the Jungfrau region. Grindelwald, Wengen, Muren, my personal favourite Lauterbrunnen, and Meiringen. I first visited the region over 30 years ago, spending two nights in Lauterbrunnen, and the village stole my heart. Over the years, I've returned many times and have explored much of the region, but I'm sure my guest today will have plenty of useful tips for both first-time visitors and repeat travellers. I'm joined today by Jana Armacher from Jungfrau Region Tourism. Jana is going to give us an insight into the region and its attractions, the five main villages, and hopefully she'll share a couple of her favourite hidden gems with us too. Hi Jana, thanks for being here with us today. Now, the Jungfrau Region is one of the most popular destinations in Switzerland. What is it that attracts visitors to the Jungfrau Region? Hi, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. Well, I think people are always surprised if they first visiting Jungfrau, how much they can explore in such a small place and that everything is really great connected like by trains or you can take the gondola or a funicular and the timetables are always good with each other and you can experience many different activities and it's all easy accessible. And our mountain villages are really traditional, so it's really what people think Switzerland looks like or it's really how Switzerland is. And some of the villages are even car-free. This is something I think people really enjoy when they when there are no cars and no noise. And of course, a main thing why Jungfrau region is so popular is that we have some important highlights within the region, like Jungfrau Joch, top of Europe, which is the highest railway station all over Europe. And, of course, the scenery too, like everywhere you look in the region, you're just rewarded with the most amazing views. Yeah, it's just uh, a beautiful scenery all over the region. It's just the nature that we we have, and this is fantastic. Yeah, and I can imagine living there, like, you'd, you'd never get sick of it, would you? No, like, I spent every weekend in the mountain, and, you know, I don't know every hiking trail or every slope in winter, because it's, yeah, there's so many things to explore, and one day you see a new waterfall or a new little gorge, and that's just amazing. That's wonderful. The region has also attracted a number of notable authors over the years, um, including J.R.R. Tolkien and Arthur Conan Doyle. What can you tell us about their connections with the region? Oh, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, I start with Tolkien. 
for those who don't know Tolkien, he was the author of Lord of the Rings. And many years ago, Tolkien hiked through the Swiss Alps. And then he hiked as well the Lauterbrunnen Valley. And this valley has really steep rock faces. And I'm sure hardly anyone knows that he found the inspiration for the landscape in Lord of the Rings in the Lauterbrunnen Valley. But I'm sure for those who know the books and the films, they have immediately the feeling that they've been thrown to Middle-earth or called Rivendell when they see a picture of Lauterbrunnen. Because with the 72 waterfalls tumbling down and the steep rock faces, you can see really the similarity. So if you go on Google and put in Rivendell and Lauterbrunnen, you see some really great pictures to compare each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Conan Doyle, this was like the spiritual father or the author of Sherlock Holmes. And he also frequently visited the Bernese Oberland and Meiringen. He always stayed at the same hotel there. It was called Hotel zum Wilden Mann, but today it's called Hotel Sauvage. It's a four-star hotel that still exists. And from there on, you have a really nice view on the Reichenbach Fall. And he was really enthusiastic about this landscape and the view from his hotel room, and especially, of course, for the Reichenbach Fall. So for those who know the final problem, they know the last scene where he's fighting with Moriarty and he died in the Reichenbach Fall. So you can visit the Reichenbach Fall with a funicular and you can see like a star there where Sherlock Holmes died. Exactly, that's what is the thing about Sherlock Holmes in Meiringen. Okay, so yeah, some pretty famous books have been inspired by the region. Yeah. Summer is an idyllic time to be in the region and of that's when when I've most often visited. There's plenty of outdoor activities to enjoy like like you just mentioned. And many visitors who come in summer will probably enjoy at least one of the mountain excursions, most likely the Jungfraujoch or the Schilthorn. But what other activities uh, can they experience during the summer months? Yeah, this is really a great thing about the Jungfrau region. You can visit the big highlights in the region and see like the best part of it. But uh, after this, in the afternoon, you have many other things to explore. We have, for example, like 800 kilometers, which is 500 miles of hiking trails in the region. You wow. find like themed hiking trails if you are there with your family and with the children. But you also you have also nice hikes to mountain lakes or mountain huts, which are always worth a visit. Like with the lakes, I like that they all look really different. You have different colors and different mountain backgrounds. So you can always catch like different pictures. Also, if you go in the morning, the light is different than in the evening. And besides the mountain lakes, there are also a lot of waterfall and gorges. And this is amazing to visit in the summer because it's when it's a hot summer day, you can just cool down and not every waterfall is like uh, popular so there are not many people you just walk by maybe by a hiking trail and you didn't even know that there's going to be a waterfall and it's all easy accessible so also if you just want to walk half an hour that's no problem but you can also have like 
a whole day trip. And of course, you can also do mountain biking, trail running, climbing, and like, yeah, much more. So if someone is visiting and they're interested in in doing a hike, but they don't have very much experience, what's a good, easy hike that you would recommend they try? Uh, for example, there is a nice hike if you take the train up to Jungfraujoch. There is a train station before Jungfraujoch, which is called Eigergletscher. And there you can go out and you can walk along the Eiger North Face. And that's quite nice because it's not steep. You just go down to the next train station and you will cross some waterfalls and you are just at the Eiger North Face. And yeah, that's quite a good feeling. It's really nice. Okay, that sounds great. In winter, the whole region becomes a paradise for skiers and snowboarders. Where are the main ski resorts and and what sort of facilities are available for people who want to hit the slopes? Yeah, we have a really great um, ski region. We have four different ski areas within the Jungfrau region. And like every ski region has its own charm and their own activities. So every ski region is totally different. We have, for example, our biggest ski area, Grindelwald Wengen. Um, there you have a really nice view on the famous mountains Eigermönch and Jungfrau and you can really take pictures skiing down in front of them or you can race down the world famous Lauberhorn Trail and you can measure your own time while doing this and for example you can also visit Jungfrau Joch top of Europe in the morning because with the ski ticket you have a great discount to go up there and then in the afternoon, you can just pick up your skis at Kleine Scheidegg and go skiing for the rest of the day. And really important to know about this ski region is that at the moment, they're building like the most innovative and exciting construction project in the Alps, the V-Cableway project. Well, this means that from this winter on, there is a huge improvement of the infrastructure and the new gondolas will save a lot of time for skiing, but also for visiting Jungfrau Joch. Um, okay. And we have like the second ski area also accessible from Grindelwald. It's called Grindelwald First. We also say that it's the freestyle Eldorado. They have like freestyle parks and many young people are there. And you always need to take your sunscreen because there's going to be a lot of sun on this side of the valley. And we also call it first top of adventure because if you need a break from skiing, you can fly through the air with a first flyer, that's a zip line, or the first glider. Then you lie in an eagle. You really have to see picture of this because it's so great. And it's even all included in the ski pass. So it's really a nice add-on for a day trip. And if okay. this is not enough, you can go after your lunch at first. You can visit the cliff walk. That's like a terrace that rises 45 meters into the void. And at the end, you will stand on a small platform out of glass. This is really scary. I always, yeah, you know, I, I just walk and then I see the glass and I walk back. <laughs> because, it, yeah, it's quite high. It does um, look yeah. scary, I must yeah, admit. Yeah. Uh, I chickened out and wouldn't wouldn't go on it. 
And this is also free of charge. So, you know, with the ski pass, you have so many things to explore in Grindelwald First. And not to forget to mention, it's for me, it's the best place to have Apreshi, you know, with the freestyle Eldorado and many young people. For example, at the end of a slope, you have like an old bus that it's built like a bar. And it's really famous to, uh, it's the bus stop bar and it's really famous stop okay. after skiing. And of course, we have Muren Schiltoneria. There you can find the steepest slope in the Bernese Oberland. And on the top, you have the revolving restaurant, Pitz Gloria. Um, this restaurant turns around its own axis in 45 minutes. And you see like over 200 mountain peaks when the weather weather's nice. And also you can go there for free if you have the ski pass. So it's really like a highlight included in your ski pass. And personally, the locals, they like to go um, to the James Bond branch before skiing because it's really a huge branch on the top. And then you can skip the lunch and you have more time for skiing in the afternoon. <laughs> okay. So the, the, the Jungfrau Ski Pass covers all those ski resorts that, that you've just mentioned. Exactly. Uh, there are like ski passes only for uh, one ski region, but if you stay like one week, the best thing is to buy the whole ski pass and then you have everything included. You can yeah, visit all the three ski regions. And on the other side, we have a fourth ski area, but this is not connected like the other ones with the ski pass. It's Meiring in Hasliberg. And they have like a ski center for racing and training tracks. But it's also well known for Swiss families because they have a huge beginner area in the ski region. And they have a great view on the lake of Brienz. So if you're on the top skiing, you can always enjoy the view. But this is then like a separate ski pass. Okay. And for people that are coming from abroad, obviously they might not want to bring all their skis and equipment with them. So is it easy for them to rent that uh, when they're in the villages? Yeah, that's really easy. We have a lot of sport shops within the villages. And we also have like a rent network in the Jungfrau region. That means you can rent your equipment, for example, in Wengen and give it back in Grindelwald. And this is really convenient. Also, if I told you about like the three ski areas, so you can ski one day there, the other way, the other one there, and you can just bring your ski equipment back somewhere else. Okay, yeah, that makes it really convenient. And what about other activities uh, that people can do in winter if, if they don't want to ski or snowboard or they want to have, have a day uh, doing something different? What else is available for them? Yeah, I think Jungfrau region is a paradise also for non-skiers. First of all, because you can also meet with your ski colleagues on the slope to have like lunch or something because it's all good connected by gondolas. And one of my personal favorite activities is snowshoe hiking because, you know, you can walk off the beaten track and you don't need the skis to go there. For example, last season I did a snowshoe hiking with a mountain guide and this hike went along the foot of the Eiger North face. It's like the same trail I told you about before in the summer 
at the Eigen North base. But in winter, there's like no really real trail. So you're just alone with the mountain guide. And um, he talks a lot about like the stories about the Eiger. And I still have a piece of the Eiger on my desk because we were so close to the Eiger North face because we just had our snowshoes on. And mm -hmm. this is quite a special tour. Yeah. But of course, there are also many hiking trails. So you don't need the snowshoes to go like off the beaten track. And if you want to have a bit more adventure, we also have a lot of sledging. Um, what is really popular also among Swiss people is the night sledging. Um, because if we go night sledging, we go mostly as a group. And then you enjoy fondue or raclette at the mountain hut. There is always some folklore music. And then you can go down to the illuminated slopes. And in the Jungfrau region, you can find the longest sledging run in the world. It's called the Big Pintenfritz. This route uh, starts from Faulhorn. This is uh, reachable via First. And you can sledge down till Grindelwald. And the whole slope is about 15 kilometers, which is about 10 miles long. So wow. it's really a lot of sledging, yeah. <laughs> in Grindelwald, we have a Velogemmel. If you ever visit Grindelwald, you really need to do, uh, you really need to rent this one because that's like a single track steerable snow bike. And people of Grindelwald have been using this since like no, the 1911. And this is because they had a lot of snow in the winter. And in summer, you know, they had their bicycle to get around. And they thought they need something similar in the winter to get around or to get down the village. So they built this velogemmel out of wood. And they're still all handmade. It's really fun to do a velogemmel ride. Are they unique to Grindelwald oh, or are they found yes. in other villages as well? No, it's really unique to Grindelwald. And we also have like two companies that are building them. It's really something... Yeah, from Grindelwald. So you need to do it there. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> now, with all the snow in the winter, obviously the, the cattle can't be grazing up on the, on the mountains. And one event that is often discussed in my Switzerland Travel Planning Facebook group is the ascent and descent of the cows to and from the higher pastures. Now, I know they have special names for those events. What can you tell us about those and where and when do they usually take place? Oh, yeah, that's really a great event and that's really Swiss, you know. Um, the event is called Alpabzug and the event usually takes place beginning of autumn, means end of September, beginning of October. But they only announce the date some weeks before the event takes place. So many people ask really in advance, when do they take place? So you just, yeah, you really need to wait some weeks before because, um, yeah, the farmers, they decide this like several weeks before. And the cows spending their summer um, on the Alps and then they're spending the winter in the barn. That's why they bring back the cows. And we use this, this opportunity to celebrate the cows because we really love those. 
and we decorate them and dress them up with like big bells and um, the farmers showcase their beauty and the agriculture achievement. And it's really amazing to see this live because they look so great. And I know I know this and uh, this takes place in in Vengen, but does it happen in any of the other villages in the region? Yeah, like everywhere. Also in Lauterbrunnen, you can see it, or in the Haflital, there's like several Alpabzüge. But it's always a bit uh, complicated with the date. Yeah, sure. That's, yep. Yeah, that's the thing about it. But if you're lucky enough to be there, then it's really worth uh, yeah visit it. Definitely. Summer and winter are the most popular times for people to visit the region, but is it still a good place to visit during autumn or spring? Do, do most of the hotels and restaurants and shops remain open all the year round? Um, for me personally, my favourite season is autumn and spring because, you know, the temperature is uh, perfect to do some hikes and still the weather is warm and enjoyable. And in fact, you can visit Jungfrau region 365 days a year. For example, Jungfrau Joch is open all the year, which means also you can always find hotels and shops that are open because most of our mountain villages, they also have a lot of locals living there. So it's normal that they have open all the year. And of course, in autumn and spring, you will find better rates in the hotel, less people in the region. And you still have the whole variety of activities. Yeah, so that's really a great season. Yeah, wonderful. I'm sure you've already inspired all our listeners to visit the region. So now they'll need to decide which of the villages to base themselves in. Can you tell us a bit about each of the five villages or the five main villages, because I know there's also some smaller hamlets, but just give us a bit of an overview and, and share some of the unique characteristics and attractions and so on. Oh, this is a tough question, Caroline. <laughs> where, to, where to stay? Like every village is a perfect as a base for all the adventure and activities in the Jungfrau region. I think that's really important just to know that it's everything is so close. So you don't have to worry, like, do I stay in Wengen or in Grindelwald or Lauterbrunnen, Meiringen? You can reach everything within like, yeah, half an hour to one hour and you still can experience a lot. But like every village has its own, yeah, characteristic. We have, for example, Grindelwald. Um, regarding like hotels and apartments, this is our biggest resort. And there you have a wide range of winter and summer activities. And we call it the vibrant Eiger village because it's located directly at the foot of the Eiger North face. So if the weather's nice, you have a really nice view directly on the Eiger North face. Then we also have Wengen. We have a two car-free villages within the Jungfrau region, and Wengen is one of them. It's famous, for example, in winter for the International Lauberhorn Ski World Cup, and it's a perfect sun terrace directly at the foot of the Jungfrau. So from Wengen, you have a brilliant, brilliant view on the Jungfrau. Um, I told you that we have two car-free villages, so the second one is called Müren. Müren lies directly at the foot of the Schildhorn, and it's also the highest ski region in the whole Bernese Oberland. 
And the village of Müren is really small and authentic and traditional. It's really like when people are thinking about Switzerland, what they're expecting to see. And if you go down in the valley from Müren, you will find Lauterbrunnen, a valley with 72 waterfalls. It's just amazing if you can stroll in Lauterbrunnen and you're seeing the highest and most spectacular waterfalls all over Switzerland. And, you, you know, you can just walk and you see a waterfall and then you take maybe the car, go um, into the valley. And yeah, it's a magic place, really. And as you already know from before, Lord of the Rings fans will love the valley even more. And then we have the Haslital and the main village there is Meiringen. As you know, no, Meiringen is well known for, for all our Sherlock Holmes fans. They also have like a Sherlock Holmes museum or uh, from Meiringen you can get to the steepest funicular all over Europe, the Gelmer funicular. And it's a paradise for kids with uh, and families. Wonderful. So there's definitely something for everyone. But as you say, they're all so close that it, it really doesn't matter which village you choose to stay in because you have such easy access to all, all the whole the, to the whole region. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's been lovely chatting with you today. So before we go, I've just got one final question. And there are many well-publicised things to see and do, which you've already mentioned, but is there a hidden gem in the Jungfrau region that you think is definitely worth seeing or doing? Mm -hmm. Well, one of my favourite spots, for example, is the Rosenlaui Glacier Gorge. Uh, you can reach it via bus or by car. Via bus, you can reach it from Grosse Scheidegg, so from Grindelwald as well. And by car, you can reach it also from Meiringen and also by bus. And there you can see like thundering waterfalls, romantic grottos and like really amazing cliff formation. And I like it because on hot summer days, it's cool and refreshing. And when it's raining, it's even there is even more water than normally. So it's quite spectacular to see like all the water tumbling down and the gorge is even wilder. And there is like a round hike that is only 45 minutes. And on this hike, you see once a huge waterfall, you can see the Engelhörner, that's really like small mountains, which they look beautiful. And that's a great place to stay. And on the other side, we also have a beautiful place that it's called the Lobhorn Hut. From there, I love the breathtaking view on Eigermönch and Jungfrau. You have to walk there, but it's really worth it. And you also have some beds. So if you want to stay overnight, you can just spend the night there and see the sun going up or down with Eigermönch and Jungfrau. Yeah, there two really nice spots in the region. They definitely sound like it. I'm packing my bags and coming over as soon as I can. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Jana, for uh, chatting with us today. It's been great to get to know a bit more about the region and I'm sure that um, everyone listening will be keen to get there and visit as soon as possible. Yeah, thank you again for having me and I hope to see you soon again in the Jungfrau region. I know 
you've been here a lot of times. <laughs> I have, and yes, I can't wait to come back. So thanks again. Thank you again. Thank you so much for listening. For more great resources on planning a trip to Switzerland, make sure you visit holidaystoswitzerland.com where you'll find trip planning tips, destination guides, information on transport, including Swiss rail passes, and much more. You're also encouraged to join the Switzerland Travel Planning Group on Facebook, where you can ask questions and chat to other past and future travellers to Switzerland. You'll find show notes from today's episode at holidaystoswitzerland.com forward slash podcast, and be sure to subscribe to the Holidays to Switzerland Travel Podcast so you never miss an episode.